yeah Stay prepared for the up and down Life is like a seesaw Some say it's a bitch, man I couldn't agree more One minute's a wrong talk What's going on guys? This is Justin of The Critic And this is kind of a spur of the moment episode uh, Because of some of the things that have taken place today August 12, 2019 um, If you've been keeping up uh, with you know some of the things going on in the media with college football, then you kind of know what's what I'm about to talk about. And um, Tate Martell, simple University of Miami head coach. Uh, you know Manny Diaz announced today that Tate Martell isn't going to be the starting quarterback. Um, he's decided to go with Jaron Williams going into the season opener. Versus, uh, of course, Florida. Now, Jaron Williams, funny enough, this guy was actually actually considering leaving uh, the program at one point. Um, so it, it's kind of surprising to some people, not so much to others. Um, to me, from what I was reading, as far as, you know, the offensive side of the ball, um through you know different media outlets as well as just watching some of their tape and film whatever film that they had um, of their practices and whenever the quarterbacks were throwing uh, from what I read and from what I seen there wasn't really a gap between um, any of the players really and in some articles it really just it kind of read that none of them stood out and also at at one point all of them were making different mistakes in different areas. So it was hard to choose, you know, who would be the guy. But as of right now, going into the season opener, it looks like the head coach, you know, Manny Diaz chose Jaron Williams. Um, and if you're not familiar with who Tate Martell is, he was a highly recruited high school quarterback out of Bishop Gorman. I believe they were the number one high school in the nation at the time. And so, you know, throughout Tate Martell's career, he's kind of, he's kind of been seen as a bad boy, um, cocky type. Um, but, you know, he made his first verbal commitment, I think it was 2012, 2013, to Washington, decommitted in 15, then committed to Texas A&M, decommitted from A&M, where he eventually um, made a commitment to Ohio State, and signed his letter of intent there. Now, while he was at Ohio State, obviously there's JT Barrett, and there was uh, Dwayne Haskins. And so JT played out his senior season, and then obviously Dwayne Haskins took the job last year, and uh, obviously won the job, and did phenomenal things at Ohio State. And then during the off season, going into Tate's junior year, I, I believe, they um, basically picked up Justin Fields from the transfer portal. So Justin Fields, number one uh, dual threat quarterback out of high school. I think it was the 2018 class, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so obviously you're not going to bring in another another highly touted guy if you've already got your quote-unquote guy. So... Um, Tate Martell himself, you know, I don't know, I don't have all the details. And um, basically what happened was, all we know as viewers from the outside, 
because majority majority of people aren't privy to what's taking place behind the scenes at the program, right? Other than the players, the coaches, and stuff like that. So um, all we saw was that Tate Martell entered to entered the transfer portal, decided to take his talents to um, the University of Miami, where I personally thought he would be a good fit because of the type of attitude he walks around with, that bad boy, you know, ego type uh, uh, type player, and he's a quarterback, so it's it's kind of to be expected. Um, so I thought he'd fit right in at the U, you know, the U. And so going into this year, a lot of people expected him to not really have any issues becoming the starter there. Um, so when this was announced today, obviously a lot of people were surprised. And then I ended up seeing a lot of college football pages starting to roast the guy. Um, I mean, I get I get why a lot of people, um, you know, don't exactly like the guy because of what they they seen from him in you know whatever you know documentaries or films that he was in as far as the college football coverage of his uh, time at Bishop Gorman, but really at the end of the day, the dude is just a kid, um, you know, chasing his dreams trying to get to the league, really. And so it's just kind of funny watching some of these college football pages um, go ahead and roast him or try and clown on him when they're doing all that from the comfort, on their, from the comfort of their home sitting on their couches. So, um, yeah, it, it's, 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 just, it's just funny to watch. But uh, with that being said, I mean, you know, no one's really sure what to expect from Miami this year. I don't think the quarterback battle is over. Um, what ended up happening, Tate, Mar- Tate Martell re- reportedly missed practice today after that news was announced. So we'll see what happens um, in the weeks to come. And so obviously, this is this is how I feel right now. This is just a knee-jerk reaction. I mean, if there's more information that comes out, you know, Obviously, my opinion might change, but as of right now, this is where it's at. Um, and pretty much as far as what Williams had to say about the situation, obviously he was happy to be named starter. Um, quote unquote, he went ahead and said in an interview, you know, this is something that I've always wanted, strive, always strive for growing up. It's been my dream since I was a kid. When I was six years old, I used to sit in front of the TV and watch Michael Vick play. That's a dream I've always had and I've strived for. And I've strived for it. Having the opportunity to lead this team is the opportunity of a lifetime, and I'm going to take full advantage of it. And so, if you want to go ahead and read the full article, that's uh, it was over at 24/7. I'll go ahead and put it in the description. And um, second thing I wanted to cover was uh, Quintez Cephas. So, if you're not familiar with Quintez Cephas, he was a wide receiver at the University of Wisconsin and was suspended from the team in August of 2018 after being charged with sexual sexual assault of two women in his his apartment um, pretty much at was you know on campus at Wisconsin Uh, a a week ago um, a jury acquitted him of those charges and that was August 2nd Um, so throughout a week-long trial you know they came to a decision and they acquitted him of the charges. 
Um, however, the university expelled him in March after conducting its own investigation. And uh, Cephas, Quintus Cephas, just last week, he filed a, peti- a petition with the school, um, obviously trying to be uh, reinstated and um, re readmitted, you know, how, whatever you want to call it. Um, pretty much attorneys for Cephas, right now they're they're accusing the university of um, stalling the decision to reinstate him, um, who was pretty much acquitted of all charges just earlier this month of the sexual assault charges. Uh, his attorney, Steph, uh, Stephen Meyer, said at a news conference Monday, uh, the administration's continued failure to reverse Cephas's wrongful expulsion could have consequences that last for decades. Attorney Kathy Stilling said she and Meyer provided the university with more than 250 pages of evidence from the trial. And so basically what they're saying is that they, they have everything that they need, uh, you know, to come to a decision. Um, and, and really the, what the university was kind of saying is that they're, they still looking, they're still looking for other pieces of information. They want all the information that they can uh, conjure up so that they can come to a, uh, an educated decision, you know, um, to put it plainly. And um, so, you know, what his lawyers are basically saying to the university, um, they want them to stop slow walking it or, you know, stop throwing up obstacles. And at um, basically, you know, the gathering that they had today, um, for lack of better words, you know, there was 18 of Cephas's former teammates there. Um, he's just got a lot of support from the community because they know what he's had to go through in, you know, not only dealing with the allegations for the sexual assault, um, but also just being kicked off the team and then just having to go through a whole bunch of crap. And then finally, he's, he's you know, he's almost back to where he, he, he wants to be at the University of Wisconsin playing football. Um, and then obviously, he's, he's wanting to create an opportunity for himself to eventually get to the NFL. And so in March, when the uh, school, like the school said, they came to a decision based on their own investigation, Cephas's lawyers filed a federal lawsuit alleging that, you know, they violated his constitutional rights by pursuing a what's called, quote unquote, a student disciplinary investigation while he was unable to defend himself because of the then ongoing criminal investigation. So um, his lawyers went ahead to say, we expect a prompt correction of the wrong that has been committed against this young man. How much more damage has to be done to him? And um, his lawyer, whose last name is Meyer, said the expulsion, if not reversed, could prevent Cephas from playing football at another school. And so they went, in, they went ahead and continued to say, you know, this, this isn't about football. It's it's just doing what's right. Um, it's it's all about integrity, and uh, there's there's a lot more details from the article that I read. I'm also gonna put that in in the description. It's from the Wisconsin State Journal. Um, really good article, super super detailed. But yeah, that's just it's just crazy. Um, if they you know, if they come to the conclusion as a school because coach Chris who is the head coach of 
uh, the Wisconsin football team, he said he'd love to have him back on the team if it's what's right for Quintus Cephas. Um, so he's 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 all for it. A lot of the players already sent in, you know, letters to the um, the university's president, and you know, basically stating their case for him and why they believe he deserves another shot. Um, you know, he's he's all the facts that they've um, been able to gather, and uh, everything they've looked at has proved that he was innocent he's you know and basically they're just all fighting on his behalf to uh hopefully see him back in that red and white at Wisconsin you know um as someone who's watched him play he was probably one of the best wide receivers they had uh going into last year before the investigation started he was going to be uh the number one uh target for whoever the quarterback may have been um but with that being said, it's just wild. Uh, all this stuff's going on so fast. And so I, I, I <laughs> let me gather myself. I, you know, I'd like to see things work out for both these guys. You know, Tate Martell, if it doesn't work out for him at the University of Miami, um, my, you know, if, if I was to say where he should transfer to, my best my best pick is going to be Florida Atlantic, right? So they have Coach Lane Kiffin, who loves these type of guys. Not necessarily, you know, I don't know exactly if, you know, he wants Tate Martell as far as who, you know, he's projected to be off the field and stuff like that. But as a football player, his skill set, um, I think he would fit right in with a Lane Kiffin type system. Um, an FAU group of five, he would be able to showcase his skills, uh, and you know, certain certainly, if he if he can't make it happen in a group of five conference, or even win a starting position at Florida Atlantic or at any group of five school for that matter, I'm not sure that you know he really has a future in the game. So, um, and then um, in closing with Cephas, you know, he's. I I don't see a reason why they shouldn't reinstate the guy, why they shouldn't bring him back. Uh, there's no reason for them not to. And I believe if they decide not to bring him back, there's going to be massive consequences for the university. I think they're going to be put, um, you know, in, in news outlets uh, nationwide. I think they're going to blow up this story. And it's going to turn into something that might hurt the future of the program as far as, you know, the type of recruits that that, that they'd uh, be missing out on because of a story like this. So, um, you know, I hope they do what's right. I hope they bring Cephas back and because um, I don't really see a reason why once again. But, um, yeah, if if not, there's probably a lawsuit right around the corner. And because uh, it sounds like his lawyers are willing to do whatever it takes to get him back um, to where he where he wants to be. And not only at the university, but, um, you know, back in football pads. And if if the university is not willing to work with them, I think they're going to go ahead and um, look at other options. So 
Uh, once again, with that being said, guys, I appreciate you all for supporting the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and leave an honest review, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, etc. If you'd like to share this episode, I'm going to have the links in the description. And if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Twitter, I've got those in the description as well. Hope you guys all have a great rest of your day, evening, or night. This is Just Another Critic signing off. Peace. Yeah, stay prepared for the up and down. Life is like a seesaw. Some say it's a bitch, man. I couldn't agree more. One minute you're on top, then you're in the ER. One minute she wants you, then she wants to leave. All I can do is take.